This episode is the second half of a two-part episode. Please listen to episode eight for the first half. Now here is part two of The Broken Cross. A singularity is a place in science where the laws of physics and or mathematics break down. A spiritual singularity is a place where our religious or spiritual beliefs break down and we are scared or unable to live beyond those beliefs. I'm Rob Durlich, and this is the Into the Singularity podcast. Much like going into the unknown of a black hole, this podcast is about going into those singularities and in having the courage to do so, may we discover the truth that lies on the other side and the spiritual freedom that is available to us all. In eight weeks, I didn't know if God existed. I went from teaching. I went from the highest that I could be, getting ready to grow a ministry, to eight weeks later, I wasn't sure if God existed. Now, you're probably asking why. And looking back, I don't even understand exactly all the little things that led to it. But I started asking questions. And once I asked one or two questions, it led to more questions. And before I knew it, it all unraveled. And what I saw was a bunch of people that were, they were wanting spirituality. They were wanting God. There was no doubt about their intentions. There's no doubt about the, the energy of their faith in many ways. But I remember seeing a guy up on the stage just ranting and raving about this and that and that and this. And there was no love that I could feel coming off of this, this man in this sermon. It felt like it was entertainment. And the church was just up on their feet, celebrating and praising and taking it all in. And there was just something about that one day, me standing in the back of the auditorium, when there was like this whisper inside me goes, there's something more. There's something more. And I walked out of the back of the church and I walked around the parking lot going, what am I feeling right now? And in eight weeks later, it all unraveled. Why did it have to all unravel? Because what I had believed for the first almost 30 years of my life was everybody else's beliefs. I propelled myself into everybody else's experiences and everybody else's beliefs, which they had done mostly the same. It doesn't mean that there wasn't truth along the way, that there weren't certain things that were really profound along both of those churches' journeys. There's moments I sat in that Baptist church and I knew, looking back later, there was moments when I felt I felt God, I felt that spirit, I felt the divine. And there were moments in this charismatic church where I know I encountered the living God. But that was personal to me. But much of that was a hope without purpose. Within the structures of this belief system, we recycle this energy through of who we're supposed to be and what we're supposed to be. The problem was, while it was much more expansive than the church that I grew up in, I started with my questions bumping up against walls that had no answer. I started to get looks like, I don't think you should question that. You can't explore that. There are demons that are tempting you. There are demons around every corner. We must be careful. We must be diligent. We need to do more spiritual warfare. And this is the kind of environment I grew up in. And if you're listening to this and you're not 
familiar with this Christian language. That's okay. Just bear with me. But I came up against these walls. And while you stayed inside those walls, if you go back to episode two, I talk about pots, staying inside the pot. Yeah, it's beautiful. There's a lot of beautiful things that happen. There's a lot of beautiful experiences that, that I had. Because love is still love. Truth is still truth. God is still God, no matter. He doesn't, he doesn't see through our religious boundaries that we've created and all of, all of our denominations. When a heart cries out for God, God will meet that heart. Just the fact that we're taught that he doesn't do it on the outside of the church walls when in fact God does. And I came up with this hard truth and I had to let go of everything I believed so that I can go down the pathway of rediscovering a new, to me, ancient though, to the world, to the universe that is, but new to me spirituality, authentic to who I am, a spirituality that came from inside of me not one that was projected to me. So I went then through what's called the dark night of the soul. Because when you leave your faith, the faith that had been with you since the moment you were born, with that is the reality of the universe. The reality of all things stand on that. And when your belief system about God and Jesus and the church all gets deconstructed right before your eyes. You don't know what is true and what's not. Who is God? What is God? Is Jesus real? Is God real? Do these atheists have a point? And I went down that path. I started listening to Sam Harris and the and the four horsemen of this atheist movement. Christopher Hitchens, I believe his name is, wrote the book, God is Not Great. And I found some interesting ideas in there. I, I didn't fully go into believing that God did not exist. But I certainly had my my thoughts with that. I certainly flirted with that. My process started eight weeks after my biggest high, and now I was at my biggest low. But with that came depression. With that came deep uncertainty about who I was because that had been projected to me. Now I had to go discover who I actually was and what this life was all about. Now I'm married with two kids trying to figure this out. I go back to school. I start to try to build a career. It was hard. I hated it. I knew I was meant for something more, but just couldn't put my finger on it. I tried going to another church in the area. And it was nice and it served the purpose that I needed. I needed a nice church. I needed a place where it wasn't too heavy, where it was soft so I can decompress, yet still not let go of 20 years of what I did every single Sunday. But it was just simply that. It was simply just nice. Nice, soft sermon. Encouraging. Not challenging. Nice people. Nice worship service. It was nice. Respectful, even. But it ain't going to change the world. Maybe when you're in a place of care and comfort, it can work. But it wasn't for me because I still had this purpose inside that I was meant for something different, something more, something that there was an edge to it, to move forward. And we ended up moving completely out of that city and out of that area. And I started reading more about progressive Christianity, where 
the doctrines weren't held so harshly and so militantly. They were something to be wrestled with, where doubts were allowed, where we could wrestle with the scriptures, and we could we could seek different understandings, and we can read authors that we didn't at one point agree with or that challenged our our, our beliefs because we were allowed to be flexible with that. And it became very interesting to me. And I started to read a lot of these authors, and and I we ended up attending a, a prominent church in that world. And the walls were bigger. There was more space to breathe with this spirituality. And okay, maybe this is home. Maybe this is what God is all about. Something like this. But eventually, the 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 issues of things like homosexuality and gay marriage ended up being a wall. Things like, is hell even real? Ended up being a place, a singularity, a place that they just couldn't go to. They couldn't, they could go loosely in certain places, but at the edges, they weren't willing to explore some of those far out places. And I needed to do that. I needed to explore all of it. I needed to ask those questions. And eventually I stopped attending. And now I'm here. And that was many years ago I stopped attending. And I had to reconstruct everything. Really, God did. The universe did. Reconstruct all of this that I believe, all the things that I want to share, all the things that I'm even still questioning and wrestling today I want to share. But the foundation of which that I am speaking from, that I'm standing on, had to be rebuilt. It had to be rebuilt in the silence, in the quiet of my own spiritual space. In the middle of all of that, I got divorced. Went through another dark night of the soul in some ways. Like, what the hell has my life become? Two kids, divorced. Had the doubts because I left the faith. Okay, maybe this is my judgment. Maybe this is what I was taught when I was 16 years old that God would judge me. Maybe this is what's happening. But when I look back now, I see walls everywhere. Some better suited than others, but walls that we don't push, walls that we don't challenge, limits and boundaries. Let's stay within these contexts of doctrines, within these contexts of beliefs. Don't challenge it. There's a, there's a limit to what we can challenge here. Now stay in the fold. Stay, stay within the cage. We're not animals. We're not meant to be in a cage. You walk into a zoo and you see animals in the cages. You see them cared for, loved, fed, nurtured. And everything looks good. But they're in a cage. When I go see the monkeys, they're in a cage. When I go see the lions, they are in a cage. They literally have an acre to walk around for their whole existence. And while some zoos are better than others, a cage is still a cage, right? And animals were never meant to be lived in a cage. I went to Guatemala back in 
2006. Saw my friend there. And he took me to a nature reserve. Now, nature reserve there was, was, was like this. We were in the cage. The trails were actually netted out. And we walked along these trails that were the nets looking into the jungle. And we walked down this one pathway. And there were 50, 75, there was a, a ton of monkeys just in the trees. And I've seen monkeys in the zoo. And they'll swing around, they'll dance around, they'll play, and they do monkey things. These monkeys, though, were happy. I saw what a monkey in the wild was. It was one of the most beautiful things I have ever seen in my life because they were being a monkey as a monkey is meant to be. This whole tribe of monkeys, these black, I think they were spider monkeys, I'm not sure, these black tree monkeys swinging and playing around. I will never forget that. Our spiritual lives were not meant to be in a cage. It was not meant to be lived behind a bunch of rules and a bunch of doctrines and a bunch of systems and a bunch of this is the way we do things. It was meant to be lived in the wild. Jesus never created a church. He never once created a set place where we're supposed to be. He just walked around and taught people and lived. What if our spirituality was meant to be lived in the wild? In the actual world, we were told to stay away from. What if that's where we're supposed to live our life? In the wild, to be spiritually in the wild so that our souls can actually be who they were meant to be. Just like a monkey, when I saw the monkeys being monkeys as they were supposed to be. What if we lived our spiritual lives in the wild? It doesn't mean the cross doesn't have an impact to us, but what's being produced in modern Christianity and in the American church and really the church across the globe, as I was a Christian, and this is what I can best speak to, and if you're from a different religion, I think you can still take the parallels the same way. But the Christian, the Christian church, I'm telling you, from my experience, from how I see things, while there's lines of truth in it, and there's energetic pathways of truth, which I'm going to get into later. That's something that's something to break down what I mean by that. There's truth there. They're still within walls and still within boundaries that we can't cross. And to live out of that, you have the full access to who you're meant to be. But we were told God isn't on the outside. God's only on the inside of these church walls. And that's where the church is broken because they believe that they are the answer, that they are spirituality. That the church service that are produced every single Sunday is spirituality. That is the pathway. They become the very thing Jesus said to not become. The cross is broken because the cross they're teaching no longer exists. It doesn't work. It's a production. It's a synthetic gospel. Producing a synthetic Jesus. Every single Sunday. 
Yes, layered in with truth. And yes, people come there and they're cared for and they're nurtured. And I, and I love those things. Just like a zoo does with animals. But you can't leave. Once you're in, you can't leave. And if you try, you're ostracized from the church. Expect to lose your friend group. Expect to be alone. And it should never, ever be that way. That's why I believe the cross is broken. Because what it's become in 2023 is nothing. When I do read the Gospels of Jesus, I don't see this at all. And so my spiritual life has grown to be one that is simple. A simple spirituality. And it's simply this. Connecting to myself is where I had to start. Who was I? What have I been taught? How have I been hurt? And how have I carried those pains? I had to go inside myself to heal. I used therapy, many resources to get there. But I had to heal myself. And I can connect to myself. Once I'm able to connect to myself, I was able then to start connecting to others. And then I was able to start connecting to God. And I believe those are the three principles of spirituality. I believe it is that simple. Connecting to ourselves, connecting to others, and connecting to God. And God is already within you. You are in God and God is in you. The cross is broken as it's being played out today. And if you feel that, this hits home. Know that spirituality can exist outside of it. That spirituality is simply just opening your heart up to God to the universe, to the divine. And why these labels? Because God is way more expansive than the narrow-mindedness of Christian doctrine. It is actually simple. As you breathe, so is God inside you. May you find that place inside yourself to start asking those questions, but know you are okay when you do. And know that God is with you. And you will be okay. So if you challenge this, this Christian pathway you were led down, and you do come to realize maybe the cross is broken, maybe this metaphor that is painted about the broken cross is broken, meaning the representation of what I'm supposed to be as a Christian is not working. Know that you'll be okay. Know that you will be now free to find who out who you are. May you be blessed. May you find the light that you're seeking. May you open up your heart to all possibilities. Because there you will be met. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe. Also, for more content, please follow me on Instagram at Rob Derlich, R-O-B-D-R-L-I-C-H. Also visit me at robderlich.com, R-O-B-D-R-L-I-C-H dot com. Thank you.